So I want to uh, think just a little bit more then about hope. And if you're uh, familiar with the kind of things we do, you'll know that I'm going to use some cartoons. I'm going to use uh, some Snoopy cartoons, because that's one of my things. It's what I enjoy doing. Uh, everyone needs to have hope, says Snoopy. Sometimes it's only a little thing that gives us hope. A smile from a friend, or a song, or the sight of a bird soaring high above the trees. So much for hope. And we do live with lots of disappointment. Things that are not what we wanted them to be. In personal life, in relationships, in health, in careers, in church, in the world, in politics. So much that's not what we want it to be. And I want to explore how the God of hope might give us strength. We've used lots of different bits of Isaiah already in our service tonight. Isaiah is a book written hundreds of years before Jesus, but pointing to the coming of the Messiah, the Christ. And this is what it says about him. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Even young men stumble and fall. But those who put their hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Calvin and Hobbes. Hobbes says, you're going to juggle some eggs. Calvin says, it is a metaphor for life, Hobbes. Each egg represents one of life's concerns. The goal is to give each one the appropriate amount of individual attention while simultaneously watching and guiding all the others. Life is about balance and staying quick and alert as everything threatens to spin out of control. And we will identify with that experience. There's so many different things that we're trying to juggle. Health, family, finance, relationships, career, job, stuff, the house. And sometimes we make a big mess of things. And Calvin says, but the important thing is persistence. How do we keep going when we're juggling so many different things? How do we find strength? Because when things fall apart, it's exhausting. And the word that we are often using at the moment is the word resilience. What is it that could give us resilience, that can give us strength? School starts tomorrow. Sharpen those pencils, read those books, make those lunches, dread those mornings. It's seven o'clock, and it's Monday morning, and I'm doomed. If you wake up but don't open your eyes, will the day go away? And so many of us, we identify with that. How do we find a resilience? How do we find the strength? The strength to open our eyes, the strength to get out of bed, the strength to face the things that are complex, difficult, painful. How do we find the strength to face the day? 
And how do we find the strength to overcome discouragement, overcome the things that are not what we wanted and hoped for, the things that have left us feeling defeated? Calvin says, it's freezing out there and I don't want to leave my nice warm bed. On days like this, I wish my mum would come in, lay an extra blanket over me, pat my head as, she's, as I sink into the pillow under the weight of the cover, and she'd say, hey, let's move it. This is the third time I've called you. You're going to miss the bus. Now let's go. These mornings are going to kill me. We hope and want and put our hope in things to make life better, to cheer us up, and we get let down, we get discouraged. And how do we find the strength to start again, particularly when we've experienced failure? Uh, I subscribe to lots of different cartoons that uh, arrive in my inbox every day, and although Peanuts is old and the guy's been long dead, I get new ones every day. And uh, I collate my favourites, and uh, this has been one of my favourites of this year. Here comes a little red-haired girl to get a drink of water. And for those of you who don't know, Charlie Brown is infatuated with a little red-haired girl who he's too shy to speak to. He can never, ever speak to her, but he longs that she would speak to him. Here comes a little red-haired girl to get a drink of water. I'll turn on the fountain for her and impress her with my thoughtfulness. And it all goes wrong. I wonder if I could get a transfer to another planet. And lots of us carry regret. We carry shame. We carry hurts that we've done to ourselves. Things that we've said that we wish we hadn't said. Things that we've done that we wish we hadn't done. Things about the way we are, about the way we appear. It's called self-esteem and most of us haven't got very much of it. So how do we find the strength to carry on? And to love in the face of such failure and difficulty. This next cartoon follows on from that one. You're being ridiculous, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown says, I can't help it. I can't just go up to that little red-haired girl and talk to her. She has a pretty face, and pretty faces make me nervous. <laughs> How come my face doesn't make you nervous? Hey, hey, I know you can talk to me and I have a pretty face. How come you can talk to me? <laughs> I just identify with Charlie Brown. <laughs> How do we find the strength when we mess up, when we get it wrong, or when, we're the, when other people have hurt us by things they said, by things they've done? Do you remember the Honorary Nguyen thing we read earlier? Hope means to keep living amid desperation and to keep humming in the darkness. And it goes on. He says, hope is knowing that there is love. It is trust in tomorrow. It is falling asleep and waking up again when the sun rises. In the midst of a gale at sea, hope is to discover land. And as long as there is still hope, there will also be a prayer. And God will be holding you in his hands. What is it that hope can do to bring resilience? How do we find strength? How is this God of hope able to give us strength? All who put their hope in him, he will give strength. He will renew their strength. Well, the resilience comes from 
Christmas. That's why we've called this season Hope is Here. What's the here? The here is in the manger. The here is in the, in the stable. The here is in that little child. Because it's about God being with us, Emmanuel. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And what does it mean that God is with us, that God came to humanity, that he took on human flesh, that he lived and and grew and experienced tiredness and um, disappointment and rejection and suffering and pain? What does it mean? Well, in part, it means that he understands. And that's why earlier we used those prayers that are quite brutal that talk about the reality of discomfort. That's why we use the Psalms in prayer. Because God understands that this world isn't how it is meant to be. And so we hope for something in the future. And so God with us is a God who understands us. Not only is he a God who understands us, but God with us is a God who has come to us and therefore who puts tremendous value on you and I, on humanity. He wants to be with us. He wants to save us. He wants to be in our lives. He wants relationship. He doesn't want us to wander lonely through life, wondering what the point was. He doesn't want us to live in despair, feeling without hope. He wants to come into our lives to help us and to strengthen us. God with us. Some of you will know the book, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse by Charlie Mackenzie. It's a brilliant book. If you haven't yet bought a Christmas present, I suggest you get this alongside one of our calendars uh, that you can also get for the food bank out there at the back for £10. In this book, he says this. Sometimes, said the horse. Sometimes what, said the boy? Sometimes just getting up and carrying on is brave and magnificent. How do we find the strength to carry on, to keep going? He will renew our strength. Because it's not just God with us, it's God in us. This is the remarkable thing about Christianity, that Jesus not only comes and takes on humanity, but he breathes and sends out his spirit into the heart of everyone who asks him to come in, everyone who chooses to believe in Jesus. God is not just with us, he is in us. And it's supernatural. It's done by his Holy Spirit. That's verse in in Romans, talks about the overflowing hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so God in us, from within, supernaturally reassuring, supernaturally bringing a peace that the Bible describes as beyond understanding, a miraculous peace, a peace that acknowledges what is frightening and difficult, but somehow transcends and gives us the strength to keep going. We go back to our book. Is your glass half empty or half full? Asked the mole. I think I'm grateful to have a glass, said the boy. And that's part of what we explored this morning about joy. It's part of what God does is he gives us a different perspective. He helps us to see beyond the thing that is completely difficult and to see the bigger picture of what is still to come when every tear will be wiped away when we will have a new body that doesn't decay, when we will have perfect relationships without conflict, 
when there will be no more war, and all those who have strove to create war will not be there. And this supernatural inspiration is calling us to live differently. Because part of the reason we become weak and exhausted is we follow a way that God never intended for us. And so God in us is inspiring us to live a different life. It's to live a life that lets go of resentment. So how do I let go of resentment? How do I stop resenting the people who have what? I don't have. How do I stop resenting the people who have hurt and damaged and neglected me or insulted me or ignored me or let me down? That's the miracle of God within us, helping us to be free of resentment and helping us to care consistently, to reach out and to find meaning and purpose in giving to others because strength lies not in saying, Lord, everything's wrong for me. It's Lord, what can I do for you? That's when we find the strength. How can I reach out and care for my neighbour? And the spirit within us inspires us to do that because we saw that's how Jesus lived. The one who said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And as we allow God into us, internally bringing his strength, we find that we become content with who we are and the life he's called us to. And we find a peace that is supernatural, that we don't need to be what other people expect us to be. We don't need to be what we wish we were. We become content with the place God has put us. And within, by his Holy Spirit, he guides us. The whispers and prompts in our thoughts, and the motivation and the inspiration and the desire, and the teaching of his word, leading us to live a life that doesn't drain, that doesn't empty, that doesn't leave us lost, but provides a strength and a meaning for life. The horse says, asking for help isn't giving up. It's refusing to give up. Daily, we find that our strength comes not from pretending to everybody else that we're fine, but by asking God for help. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. What does it mean to trust in him? It means the action of turning to God, of putting our trust in him rather than our own ideas and our own power and our own career and our own qualifications and our own savings and putting our trust in God's way of doing things rather than what everybody else tells us to do or the way the world lives or, the, or, or putting our trust in finding the perfect partner and the perfect children. It's choosing to put us trust in God rather than stuff and things. And we want to invite you to know this God with us. Journey with us week by week. We're here every Sunday with all our crazy different kinds of activities. For those of you uh, who are from the Hong Kong community, we're delighted to be able most mornings at 10.30 to be able to offer simultaneous translation in Cantonese. We want to welcome you from that community. 
But also, we do something on a Wednesday night called Alpha. Or many, many churches in Britain do it. You may have heard of it. It's a thing, a time, Alpha means beginning. It's a time to come and explore Christianity and ask questions that you may think are obvious, but the truth is everybody else is asking the same question. And to find out more about this God. Because the thing is, this strength from God within us is not going to just be sorted tonight because it's a relationship. It's not a one-night stand. It's not a once-a-year thing. It's a thing that requires growth. And after we've done Alpha, and for those of you who just need to rekindle a faith that's been lost a bit, we do at the same time in the same room, in different rooms after being together, we do something called Living the Life, which is to help us explore more about what we are as a church and to help rekindle faith for those of us that have lost it. But the easiest thing to do, to find God's strength for this week, is to come back next week. 8.30, we do this call to pray. You can watch it online or you can be in the building. 10.30, because we didn't know quite what to do at Christmas, but 10.30, well, I know we had to celebrate Christmas, but what day do you do it on? Because Christmas Eve is a Sunday. So next Sunday morning, we're going to have our children's all-age carol service. We'll sing some carols and we'll communicate on a child level. So most of you will enjoy it more than you enjoy this kind of thing because <laughs> we love kids' talks. And uh, then in the, the next Sunday evening at half past six, uh, we're going to sing some of the quieter carols uh, centred around communion. We're going to be a little bit more reflective because in a few moments we're going to sing the loud carols. And you're going to say, we didn't sing my favourite carol tonight. Well, if you come next Sunday, uh, there's a chance we'll sing it then because there are more than we can do in one night. But if we want to grow in God's strength, we need to commit to be in his presence and to seek him and to come week by week. And... We've got an extra bonus this coming week. We've got buy one, get one free. You can come two days running, because apparently after Christmas Eve, there's something called Christmas Day. <laughs> if you come at 10.30, come a little bit early, because it gets absolutely rammed, uh, full of people. If you would like more space, come at 8.30, and there will be more space, I promise you. I want you to invite you to allow Jesus in. And lots of people come among us and they love the atmosphere and they sense God. And we need to go beyond that one night stand and make it a commitment, a relationship. We want to lead us in a prayer before we sing our final a uh, few carols together. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, you know we're weary. And you know that which makes us weary. The anxiety, the disappointment, the conflict. The broken and bad news the loneliness, the failure. And we bring it all to you, the God who loves to hear us. 
and we bring our weariness to you and we ask you to come into our lives and fill us that we might have a supernatural strength to get up and keep going, to keep loving, to keep forgiving, to keep caring, to keep serving, to keep on being thankful. Grant us your hope. May it overflow in us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen.